welcome to Gen Topic. I'm Sarah. And I'm Anya. And it's Friday at five o'clock. Oh, time for gin. Yay! We're going to drink a gin with our guests and enjoy this week's topic. Yay! Cheers! Cheers! Right, this week we are talking to Ryan Luke. That's two first names, but one of them's a last name. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Um, Ryan is the managing director at the Heart of Suffolk Distillery. I see, which suddenly the little bottle of gin next to me makes more sense. It does, doesn't it? But we're not going to talk about gin with him. I mean, obviously we're going to drink one of their gins, but... as He's the managing director of the distillery now, but he used to be a teacher. Ah. He was a history teacher. He was a head of year as well. Oh, brave man. Jesus. And then he left teaching. Mm, Funny that. Loads of people do that. Mm, Interesting. Mm. So can you guess what our topic and question is? Education and why do so many people leave teaching? Hey, well done. No, You're did I get it really. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about education and we're specifically talking about why do teachers leave? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he's not the only one. No. And, yeah. you know, many people think, yay, I'll go into teaching and then no, no, no. We leave. I feel like we're going to have to put a disclaimer on this episode now, which is not all teachers leave. Some people really enjoy teaching. We are just talking to one person about this. Absolutely. And if you're a teacher who really enjoys teaching, wants to come on to talk to us about that, let us know. Yeah, and that is the thing. So Ryan isn't a researcher. This isn't research into education and why teachers leave, unless he's also done some. But it's just him talking about his expertise as to why it made him leave, which might resonate with others. Uh, Or they might listen to this and go, nah, not my experience. In which case, they can message us and let us know. Brilliant. Do. And Sarah will deal with that because I'm fragile. (laughs) Well, let us know in a nice way. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you haven't listened to this week's Tasting Room yet, we've already spent a little time chatting with our guest and with our gin expert, Emma, finding out all about this week's gin, why our guest has chosen it, what it tastes like and whether we like it or not. And this week we're drinking Heart of Suffolk's Ivy's Gin. So don't forget to listen to our tasting room. But now, on with the topic. So Ryan, uh, welcome to our topic side of the gin and topic. (laughs) So hi. And you get to relax now for the beginning. Perfect. Having talked about your gin... Uh, you get to sit and sup it whilst we tell you everything that we know about your topic so then you can work out how much you need to educate us. Mm-hmm. Cool, that works for me. Yeah. And I heard that educate you, Sarah. Well done. Very smart. <laughs> boom tish. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> okay, so Anya, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do teachers leave? Well, 
my knowledge, as ever, comes from two places. The first being lived experience. I recently finished education in terms of life. It was fairly recent for me. Finished my master's (laughs) last January. I remember a lot of high school. Think that counts. Uh, Judging by the experience of my high school, I would say teachers leave because students in Norfolk would rather watch the duck jump off the roof and yell suicide duck as they do it than actually pay attention to the RE lesson. But that might have just been my school. (laughs) My other area of knowledge is the only other area of knowledge I ever have, which is TikTok. Um, I ended up on teacher TikTok really randomly (gasps) and haven't completely left. And there's two sides. There's the side of people who are like decorating their classrooms really beautifully and sharing funny conversations they have with the kids. And then there's the other side where they're really burnt out and really stressed and they don't want to do anything anymore. And that seems sad for a lot of them. And a lot of them, they're going, I loved it, but I'm really burnt out. So that's my whole experience. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very good. That that is more than I've got, I think. Oh, that's a first. So my experience, of course, my mother was a teacher. My sister-in-law is a teacher. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, We have had guests who have left um, uh, research, finishing their their, um, PhDs and things, and have then gone on to being teachers. So hopefully this episode won't put them off because I think they're only sort of a year or so into the teaching profession. We'll see. Um, Message us if it does. Uh, But so my experience, and of course I've been a peripatetic teacher as well. Now, the thing I love about that is you go in, you leave. (laughs) You go in, you leave. Never actually there as a teacher. And and I'd like to add to that as well. You also, and I quote, said you like teaching best when they're over 16 and you can swear. Yeah. So I started year one and went, yuck, (laughs) and worked my way up the years. And guess what? I don't really teach in schools anymore. Um, (laughs) Mainly because, yeah, I over 16 and swear. Mm -hmm. So why why do teachers leave? I think burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, I think bureaucracy. Um, Because the whole, you know, trying to fit... I mean, the thing that was lovely about being peripatetic was you could just go in and come out and you didn't have to do all of the stuff that had to be done as teachers. Mm -hmm. So having to fit in with government's change of curriculum, having to deal with Ofsted, coming in, having to deal with parents, you know, and all of that kind. Uh, Yeah. So I think there's a lot to teaching that is really yuck and I am amazed at people that can put up with the amount of rubbish that they have to... (laughs) put up with um but I I wonder whether it is hugely subjective as Mm. to you know personalities obviously there are people that have been in teaching forever Mm -hmm. never left wouldn't even think about leaving so I think yeah I think there's lots of circumspect there's lots of ideas of why but no real substance as usual (laughs) I think that was on on a report of mine at some point in my life (laughs) No real substance. <laughs> That's savage. These mine always just said, stop daydreaming and raise your hand a bit more. Jesus. <laughs> I would think mine probably said something along the lines of, you know, could amount to something if they tried a bit harder. Must you know? try harder. 
Yeah. Not too hard, yeah. yeah. With a little bit more effort. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got lots of random potential ideas but nothing really yeah random blah Hmm. so we hand over to you ryan (laughs) why do teachers leave why did you leave yeah i think to be fair some of the you you hit on quite a lot of the key bits to be fair as i say you got a fair few of them um i personally left so i started teaching i trained to teach in 2015 Mm -hmm. and then i left teaching in 2022 so i left last april um, I'd been for the majority of that time ahead of year as well. So I'd, I'd looked after a year group on and off, well, the whole way through, just different year groups, obviously. Um, I, mine was a combination. Mine was a bit, uh, personal circumstance. I got offered quite a good opportunity to run a gin distillery, which seems like a great idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're torn between teaching gin distillery, yeah, yeah. it is a bit like, oh, it's going to be the gin. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't too... Yeah, there was parts of it which made it not a difficult decision at all. Um, yeah. when, but when I tell people, it wasn't quite... I remember sitting in the, um, with my head teacher and telling him that it, well, the reason I was leaving is like, oh, um, okay, uh, yeah, that's that's a reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's also obviously lots of stuff in the background. I got... It's going to sound really bad to say, I got quite excited uh, for education during COVID. So I was uh, so much changed because it went obviously so up in the air um, and we ended up with loads of different things. So we ended up with uh, no exams, uh, effectively. We ended up with like teacher assessments. And though one year it was a bit more rushed because it had to be and it was a case of come up with the best you can from their schoolwork. But the second year it was a case of lots of mini teacher set tests and you can review them and you can assess how well you think you got done. I got quite excited by that. Um, because I've never been a strong advocate for exams. I'm yeah, I hate like... exams. They're the worst. Like, I don't have a brain that does well with exams. Coursework all the way. So, yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, yeah. For me, exams are, they're, they're targeted towards a very small, well, not small, but not a small group, but they're targeted towards a particular group of people. Um, and I think, especially nowadays, I don't think people are as as built, maybe, for exams. I, it's, I, th- I think it's quite an old um antiquated system uh so i got quite excited because they got rid of them and i was like this is perfect and then they started talking about maybe not doing them again for another year i was like oh even better um and then yeah they just came back um and everything sort of just slotted back into place um mm. so and that's where all those other things started to come in so the bureaucracy side of it like we said the extra stuff the um having to almost like prove what you're doing and why you're doing it um and I know it's exactly the same in everything, but there's a lot of reinventing the wheel. There's a lot of things that just get brought back out under a different name. Um, and that's a big factor. Um, and it is that pressure. I think there's a, there is a real, real big pressure to work towards the exams. Um, each year with your data being published, that it has to be good. Everyone in the country can mm-hmm. see how well you got on and how well you didn't get on. Um and like I say, we've often said, I don't personally, I might annoy a few teachers by saying it. I'm not against Ofsted. I quite like Ofsted as a system, um, or as a premise, maybe. Um, I think there's things that could be tweaked, but I think as a premise, it's quite a good thing. I think everyone, we should all have, there should be checks and balances. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, and I think that's where, so that was my, my main reason I left really, because we, we got given a great opportunity, I think, to reform quite an older system and we mm-hmm. and we just sort of slotted back in. 
there's loads of positives about teaching. I absolutely love it. And even now I still go in and do some work in schools, um, but not from a teaching point of view. I do it from uh, the more sort of either uh, strategic point of view, because mm. that's the mm. that's the fun stuff where you can see the impact and you see it having that impact without mm. the... Uh, Without all the rest of the shit that's on top. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the classic sort of um, misnomer is that as a teacher, you get loads of holidays, oh. isn't it? It's like, you know, you don't yeah. work yeah. that much. You only work like nine till 3.30 and you get all these amazing long holidays, which as anyone that knows any teacher... That's just not true because no. you no. stay in school after everyone's gone. You then take all the rest of the work home with you that you haven't done in school. And you're also forgetting the worst part of all of it, which is that even if you do have those long holidays, you then have to go on holiday when all the kids are still on holiday and the prices are way yeah. higher. <laughs> you can't get away yeah. with them. And, and the prices go through the roof. Yeah. nightmare. Not worth it. <laughs> and it is, it's one of those institutions as well, isn't it? As you said, with lockdown... Things started to change. There was, I, I think this is this I mean, personally as an expert in you know how we've developed after lockdown. Obviously, um, <laughs> yeah, not. Uh, I I seem to feel that everyone had the potential for things changing for the better. Yeah. And now we're coming properly out of it and things are just going back. You know, lots of people are being forced back into offices to the really don't need to and you know the whole working from home is now being frowned on with some companies and blah 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 blah. and so I think there was always that sort of potential for things to change and then it doesn't but all the people that have the knowledge to be able to change education are not the ones that are in power that are making the rules for education no I I can't remember what it is it's something I don't think we've I probably will be slightly wrong with a statement, but I I don't think we've ever had an education secretary that's been a teacher. Um, It just doesn't happen. Um, And we're now getting to a point where we've got a really interesting, like you said, there are teachers out there. I used to work with people who have been teaching the same school for 25 years and they were incredible. They were were just like pillars of the school. The students knew them, students' parents knew them because they'd taught them. Um, And those teachers, like you say, amazing i don't like i i couldn't have done it mm. so i was like really yeah respect how they've done it but we've, we've i think it's we've got one of the youngest uh workforce teaching workforces in the world mm. so a lot of the older teachers aren't saying the ones that have got that knowledge and maybe that drive and that the ability to maybe get to the position where they can do something it just they just don't last in the profession anymore which is such a shame because actually they bring uh, such a unique perspective to it because they've seen how it's been and how it can be. Um, but yeah, we've got, yeah, it's one, as one of the youngest workforces, it just seems a bit, it's a very weird time. It's a very weird situation. When I started in my first school, I was like the younger, well, obviously, but I was one of the youngest. But nowadays, I, yeah, it was only within three, four years that I started to be, I don't want to say oldest, but old, <laughs> yeah, one of the older. Yeah, because speaking as a young person at the grand old age of 23 years old, I cannot imagine going into a school right now and trying to convince a bunch of kids to listen to me because I'm still scared of 13-year-olds. Like, how am I meant to teach them when there's an army of 13-year-olds? They are terrifying. Yeah, I I think I'm trying to think how I must have been. 
I must have been 25 when I started teaching sick form for the first... I know, I reckon I, I taught sick form when I was training, so I was 22 when I was teaching sick form. It's mm. how, uh, like, all about history. And you sit there and go, you're not actually... There's not a big gap between us. Oh. Like, mm. yeah, and even, like, now, when I think back to the my first sort of sick form class in 2018, like, I worked out the other day, and I shouldn't have done, but I worked out the other day, and then they should be, in theory, in their second year of a job. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's enough bit... to make you feel old, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, it doesn't happen too often because I've, I've only just turned 30. Yeah. At least six formers have like chosen their <laughs> subject. Whereas, you know, you go a bit younger, I think, I don't know, maybe year seven. No, maybe, I don't know, nine or whatever. When they really don't want to be te- don't want to be in that class. They don't want to be learning that. They want to drop it. And then yeah. you're trying to convince them as a... 22 year old and that behavior management is just oh but also is there something to be said for having younger people still because the thing that used to annoy me about being in school was you'd have all these people who were there who were like you know we had a lot of teachers who were quite a bit older and that's you know great but then they'd say you know when I was your age, and you'd be like, you don't remember being my age. What are you on about? And yeah. actually having somebody who's a bit younger, it's like, listen, I was you like 10 years ago. Shut up. Yeah. And they can use the TikToks and can use the memes yeah. and yeah. can cite the popular culture that isn't, yeah, isn't too far removed. Well, yeah, because we used to, we used to really benefit from it. It was my old school that I was at before I, the one that I left to go around the gym salute, a couple of the star, younger staff who... They do, they do a programme called Teach First, which is literally when you come straight out of university into, into teaching. Um, that is your training year, so you don't even do like a teacher training year, you just go straight into it. So they were really young and they were setting up TikToks for the school and stuff like that. And it was, uh, suddenly yeah. the students are really bought into it. It's like amazing, yeah. which isn't something that even what, they, there was only six years between us, but it's not something that I would have naturally thought to have done. So it, there is definitely a benefit to having a younger group of people there it's just that trade-off sometimes you lose the it's that that key phrase isn't it the experience of it you lose yeah we're back to that double-edged sword you have you have some real strong benefits from having young people because people like to be able to relate to them Mm. um but you lose your side of people who've sort of there's not much that shocks them anymore yeah Yeah. Mm. so okay so we've got this you know we we've got you as a teacher in leaving do we have any understanding as to, you know, if if our teachers leaving in their droves, do we know, you know, or do you know others? Are are any of the teachers that were there when you were teaching still there? Uh, it's so, so what keeps them there, you know? Yeah, it's quite interesting, actually. I think school is the actual workplace, work, same with anything. I think the actual workplace you're at obviously makes a massive difference. Mm. Um, so one of the schools I worked at, um, I... I actually interestingly got a text today. The last uh the last one I like the teacher group that we were in left today. Um, like the history teachers, the last one stepped away today and went to a different school. Um so that's definitely a big factor. So I, I still follow it all because obviously it's all going on at the minute in the news with all the strikes and everything along those lines. Um it does appear that people the teachers are still leaving in droves, that that they are I think it's one in three new teachers leave within the first five wow. years. Yeah, so you're losing 30. Bear in mind, it takes so if primary, obviously, you can do three years and be your then your primary teacher. If you go uh, into a secondary route, you tend to do three years teach at uh, university, then a year, so four years to learn how to teach. So effectively, they've done three or four years of education, and then within another five years, they've left the 33% have left the profession. 
Mm. Um, and I think we've only, I think as a country in the last eight years, I think we've hit our recruitment target once. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So we're, the prob- what we've got is the either end of it. We've not got enough coming in, but we've got a large number leaving. So I think mm. we're, which then obviously it then puts those pressures on those that are staying. And then adds to massive class sizes with tons of kids in, which gets harder to control and feeds into the burnout and then more leave. Yeah, exactly that. And of course, we don't pay them enough either. Oh, no. I mean, we talked, we've, we haven't even talked money yet. No, no. It's, um, it's, it got released with the recent, uh, so there was a recent payoff for, for teachers back in April. Hmm. And it got released. It's something like um, between the bottom pay, it's, um so teaching's done on a pay scale you get main pay scale and then you get upper pay scale so if we just look at the main pay scale you get six points um on it point one there's eight thousand pounds between a point one teacher in england and a point one teacher in scotland Mm. so there's only you get eight thousand more pounds to go and teach in scotland than you would do in england Mm. Uh, by the time you're reaching the top it's eleven thousand so there's a massive discrepancy between pay um it's i think more than anything it's just not kept up I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's just not relative to what it was. Which is a problem we're seeing in so many fields, generally at the moment anyway, particularly with the cost of living. But then when you think about the fact that these are people who you're going, hey, please educate my child and make them ready (laughs) for life. You kind of want to be paying them. It's like doctors and nurses. You kind of want to be paying them a good amount. (laughs) Yeah, it's like some of the most important people, their pay never kept up. So it's, Yeah. yeah, it just seems a bit strange. But we won't get into my political beliefs now, anyway. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we can, we can go off down a little war in here. I was going to say, that go on for quite a little while. <laughs> I saw a soapbox. I saw it being picked I'm up not, and I'm then put down it. again. I'm put putting down. it down. Put I'm down. impartial. I'm like a BBC <laughs> presenter. I have no opinions or thoughts. But isn't, I think that's, you know, that is an interesting thing in, in itself that, you know, we... Um, we have those attitudes towards education as to, and I think people sort of sit in different camps, don't they, as mm. to their own experience. So some people are like, you know, well, teachers are shit and they don't deserve the money because they just don't do enough for me. They don't do enough for my kids, you know, blah, 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 blah. And not necessarily because of the teachers, but because of everything else that's involved. And then you've got the others that are there going, well, we should be championing them and they should be paid more and they do amazing and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But none of us are able to do anything because we're not the ones that govern education. No. um, uh, Yeah. And that's exactly that. It's just such a... It is... People are split on it completely. People really, like you say, really do go one way or the other. Either people love teachers or they they just don't. <laughs> and it's quite difficult to go. I, I, from my, I don't have to do it, but I could imagine, I would envisage it's quite difficult to convince young people to then want to go into it in the yeah. first place. Would you go into it on you? <laughs> um, would you? Would I you? would maybe go into like, like A level plus maybe, but I probably wouldn't um because the idea of talking in front of people scares me and i don't want to write on a board because i am dyslexic and what if i spelt something wrong on the board and then everyone took the piss out of me like that's just not happening uh anytime soon um 
But no, I mean, I, I only left university recently and I shared a block with all the people who were studying teaching and I one of my close friends, her partner, is training to be a teacher and every single conversation you heard about anyone who was doing teaching or you spoke to anyone who was doing teaching was, good luck, couldn't be me. And I was doing a creative writing course. Like, <laughs> you know, I heard lots of stuff, but nobody said to me, oh, I couldn't do that. Nobody ever yeah, said yeah. that. No. No. Couldn't do that. No. 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 And I think I was, I don't, I, and that's it. That relationships are the big thing for us. When I was trained and I had a fantastic group of people that I trained with. And I think that helped for a long time in it actually, because we got, the majority of us got started off on a really strong footing. Mm. So we started off in a really good place. So yeah, it's that, but honestly, the number of times you hear, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. No one's ever really, even if we take the gin distillery aside, no one's ever surprised when I say I'm an ex-teacher, not a teacher anymore. They always go, yeah, yeah, of course you are. Yeah, no. But do they then also follow up with, what subject did you teach? And then when you tell them, you go. Well, always, what subject yeah. did you teach? Yeah, they go, okay. So what subject did you teach? Well, technically, uh, so I'm trained as a history teacher, um, but I've taught many, uh, um, like many people, I've taught, many subjects so uh, by the end I was teaching wow. history RE geography and English um, mainly because to be fair <laughs> I took on a job that was a head of year job not a history teacher job so I went in for the head of year role um, so I then slotted in where there was availability um, English was definitely a learning curve like I definitely left that behind in year 11 but I worked it out again that's the one I feel like I would enjoy teaching, but also I know I couldn't because I would be there going, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a great book either, but it's the one that's on the curriculum, <laughs> no. so you've got to do it. I would much rather we were looking at the Hunger Games and I could give you a scene by scene, like, talk through about that and we could talk play, for play, ages play. about dystopian fiction. But no, let's do it Mice and Men because everyone learns so much from that. Well, that's it. I used to take the mic because I used to be, I used to, it turned out I really enjoyed teaching English, but I was, I, always dreading teaching Shakespeare like just doesn't I won't go into it but it just doesn't interest me never has um and yeah I literally I left like a week before we had to start teaching Shakespeare so properly and I've and been quite vocal about not liking teaching Shakespeare so it literally just looked like I left because I didn't want to teach Shakespeare <laughs> so I was like yeah, really we've, got to, it. we've got to the real thing why do teachers leave because they don't like teaching Shakespeare don't like that's, teaching Shakespeare. That's no. so sad because I loved studying Twelfth Night. <laughs> Someone has too, don't I they? I have leather. I have. <laughs> I have really sad leather-bound books of Shakespeare that I used to read in the park. When oh, I was so a teenager. Sarah was an absolute wanker when she was a teenager. First yeah. and foremost. <laughs> Secondly, we're not in your corner on the Shakespeare. I'm really sorry. No, I was thinking of Sam alone here. I'm, I'm, I'm out here alone. But that's fine. I, I, I love the fight. I don't mind. It's just. It's, it's just. It just doesn't do it. But you know what? I, I Thinking about history, I wanted to choose history for GCSE, but I didn't. I chose geography because I couldn't write the essays in the way you had to write them. Oh. And this thing, I love learning about history now. I, I'm a period drama nerd. I listen to history podcasts. I read history books. I'm really boring. But <laughs> I didn't take it for GCSE because it was the way mm. you had to learn it in the way you had to mm -hmm. write which mm -hmm. yeah. this is the thing I think would annoy me about being in education as teacher is you've got people who really want to learn, they're passionate about subjects, but they get so put off by mm. how it has to be done. Yeah, and it sounds really sad as well. And Obviously, we've supported everyone the best you can, but there are people, you, students, you get students that absolutely love the subject, like 
love it and you can see that they love it and they see that they're really passionate about it but they take it and you sit there and go like the minimum the lowest mark question on the paper that on the example we used to do was four marks and there was one of them in each paper out of three and then it jumped up to eight mark questions 12 mark questions uh 20 mark questions and you sit there and go there's there's only a limit like we can teach you and support as much as you can but it's such I mark, I did some marking as well in one of my years of teaching to get an understanding of it. And it is so prescriptive of how it had to be that actually there wasn't really that ability to shift it. There are a few things out there. So we used a few um, like entry level things to support them through, which is slightly different qualifications. But there's more emphasis on history, GCSE being the important one. Mm. That's the one that's held against it. That's the one that's held in the ratings that's the one that's held in the table so actually doing all the extra little stuff that does mean they can get a qualification doesn't actually you don't get a forward of the time because it's not mm. it's not actually the one that gets held the, the ratings don't actually really to be honest care about it so and also yeah, like it's, it's thinking shame. about that from a student point of view as well you're there going right so if we all do shit as a class then we just get shown up on the ratings well that's great yeah yeah, and it is. It's, it's it's quite a high pressure because the way that they work now is that it's based on like their historical and they compare. It's it's an interesting system. They compare to sim- students that are similar to them in another school, mm. basically, um, through demographics and stuff, and a lot of background d- data that is, uh, or a lot a big complex system that I don't understand. Um, but yeah, so you're sort of judged. So zero is like what you're aiming for to break even basically less it minus 0 point whatever is bad and then obviously plus is good um so it is it but you do then they get published but it's a yeah it's a very weird system because mm. you spend a lot of time waiting for that published and a demoralizing yeah. system as well because you know you're teaching individuals you're teaching and you can see potential but then you can't realize the potential at the end result because of the marking system the exam system you know and therefore the whole ratings and everything from there and it's and if you someone's so someone's targeted like an eight and you think actually they're going to get their eight that's really good that's amazing but if someone's targeted a four and they're going to get a one or anything like that they're the ones that are going to have a bigger impact so you almost you find yourself deviating towards them, which is good because they should be driven up as well. But then you find that actually your eight, your grade eight could have become a grade nine, maybe if you'd had a bit more time. Mm. Um, uh, I still can't get see. used to the numbers. Yeah, the numbers. I, really I mean, I, still I, I can't can get barely used get used to, the used the to it. Yeah. <laughs> I taught in yeah. it. I, I don't. I think I've only ever done one year as letters, and I still can't get used to it. I mean, what is wrong with A B C? It made sense. <laughs> As teachers, teachers must get so pissed off with things constantly changing. Yeah, effectively, that's why that change was the curriculum changed, basically. They wanted to re, really re, revamp the GCSEs. It's not like a makeup brand that needs a relaunch, like... No. Everyone knows what a grade is. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. yeah, everyone knew it. And when they revamp the curriculum, do they really revamp it? It's the same stuff, pretty much, right? Yeah, they tend to just add more in, to be honest. Yeah. Um, they they tweaked a few things, but they add more in, so then you have to add more, so then you have to teach more. Um, they're, they're good. They do. They tie you into having to teach some things, which is really good, so you have to do... Um, and earlier. Add more, teach more, do it earlier. They need to achieve it earlier. 
You know, let's yeah. put the pressure on early, early, early. We'll have three-year-olds doing GCSEs, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll be brilliant. Yeah. If we could give you a magic wand mm. to stop teachers leaving, what do you think would need to be done? So, well, me and my partner talk about this quite often. I mean, she's still a teacher um, and I'm obviously doing bits in and out um without the teaching um i genuinely believe we we talk about it quite often i think you would find that a lot of teachers if you offered them one thing it would be time in some sense mm. so we always say that actually uh one ppa so one plan and preparation and assessment time a day which is one period of the day would pr- would make a mountain of difference mm. so as a teacher if you you get 10% of your timetable the 10 percent of however many lessons there are in a uh, in a timetable cycle is your planning time to teach basically so when i used to be ahead of year uh, before i was ahead of year sorry there was 40 periods in a fortnight so i got four periods in a fortnight to prepare those 36 lessons and is um, that for both secondary and primary or just secondary it is secondary and primary secondary find you find with secondary it gets spread out so I yeah. might have one on a Monday, might have one on a Thursday. Primary, sometimes you find it's afternoons or it's a whole day. So, but in theory, it should be the same because it's the, it's the legal requirement to get 10%. Um, but then if I then think about when I was ahead of year, I'd go the way that my timetable fell one year, I'd have a free Thursday, uh, Wednesday afternoon, last lesson. And my next free would be Monday period three. Mm. And I'm, so teaching three different sub, four different subjects at that point, running a year group, which was year 11 at the time. But I think if you said to every teacher, actually, we're going to give you one of your periods a day, one of your lessons a day is going to be a free to, for you to prepare, you to get ready. You'd stop people having to stay late. The marking yeah. would get done nice and f- the marking would get done in a timely fashion. Yeah. Um, meetings could take place. The collaboration would work. You could see other teachers teach and get ideas. Um, because actually I find, think trying to shoehorn everything into those four or your 10% that you get allocated, just I, yeah. things get missed. Well, even thinking about being a student, when I was at college, I had so much more free time and I know I was doing less subjects. I was only doing, what would I have been doing? Three, three subjects. Mm. Um, but suddenly you're able to put so much more work in, not mm. just because you care about what you're doing, but because you've got the time to be there, to it, do yeah. it, to work on it and to really sit down and focus and I think you know if you had a bunch of students and you said you're going to come into this class and it's going to be just a revision session where you get to sit there and you get to come up and ask me questions but I'm going to be doing this great works for students works for teachers yeah and I just think I yeah there's great I really do think time would be I reckon a large maybe not all of them and I wouldn't put a percentage on it but I reckon if you did a survey I reckon people Teachers who want to stay in the profession would go more for the time than the money mm. because actually the time would enable them to, you get, you get that freedom and you get, you don't get the financial benefits, but you get many more benefits from it because it would give you that time and that flexibility to do it. And that's something, yeah. And I think if I change one thing, it'd be that one free period a day. And I think you'd, you've had, you'd have a wealth of impact. You were saying your partner is still in teaching. Yes. Do you go, no, 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 I'm not <laughs> teaching anyone, no, 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 no. It's quite, it is quite satisfying on like a, a like 
school holidays she gets me back in the school holidays is the problem when she's not in mm-hmm. so she does go in quite a lot during holidays and she does do a lot of work but yeah I, I, do, I am quite I do point that out quite often especially after Christmas I took a bit of January off because we had a really busy Christmas so I took like the first two weeks of January off so it's amazing so she had to go back on like the 3rd of January when it's still really dark and rainy and horrible and that's the most annoying period for you to have done it because yeah it's dark it's rainy the kids don't want to be back yeah. in school either like- no no, it's lush. Her alarm was going off at like ten to seven, seven, and I was just, I was just not getting up. I, was, I don't think I barely surfaced. It was like such a busy Christmas that I just went, oh, I think I, I reckon I'll just take some time. <laughs> so I'd go off and like explore castles and stuff, and go out for lunch, and just send her pictures of me at lunch, and she's sitting in the classroom in the cold. But also, that's just really annoying to any of us who work at a standard nine to five as well, and they're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't do she gets that. me back at the weekends. I do I end up having to do I end up having to do a lot of weekend work, so it sort mm. of gets me back. Mm. And of course you've left education, but she hasn't. So uh, no. Uh, not yet. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it's uh she's about to go, yeah, I was gonna say. It's it's all a bit yeah. I think similar sort of uh, views to me around the time sort of thing um, happy to stay in it for now but she loves it um, but a bit like what we were talking about earlier wants to start to just focus on those older years focus on those GCSEs the A levels and maybe move a little bit away from the key stage three if possible where they're doing it because they have to do it not because they've chosen it mm-hmm. so yeah I think I th- and I think it's quite a sad thing actually another one of our friends just a couple of our friends have just left as well teaching um, which is a shame because like well, one of them is a teacher that was there when I started, so it's really good. Learned a lot of them, really, really well-respected teacher. Another one started after us, but trained with us, or trained under us, which was quite cool. Again, really well-respected teacher. Um, but yeah, there's, people are just, I don't know if it's just us, maybe. Maybe maybe it's something we've said, but people just seem to be dropping off us. There's a few, uh, uh, my partner's Joe, on the ones hanging it in is, there. It's really sad. I And I don't think, I think from our experience of what we've heard around, it isn't just your little corner of the world or your little corner of no. the UK. I mean, I've got TikTok full of Australian and American teachers and loads of them are leaving yeah. too. Not the dude with the long hair who teaches the nursery kids. Uh, oh, he's really um, loving it. Jake? Jake, yes. is it? <laughs> yeah, you know the My one. My partner watches Jake. I yeah, no, my him. partner knows who Jake yeah, She watches him. I hear him all the time. I love him so we much. We've got like, I don't know if you, yeah, we've got like Mr. Is it Mr. P, the ICT one as well? We've yeah. got like him. Yeah. No, he's quite good. Sorry, you got to get on he, teacher TikTok. I have no idea. I have no Honestly, idea what you're talking about. That's where you find all your information out. We don't, we don't have to read things. We just watch TikTok. Yeah, it's true. I, anytime I say I was reading an article, I mean, I was watching yeah. a TikTok. I got told her. And then I, then I have a quick Google, see if it's a lie. Yeah. It's not a lie. Perfect. I'm going to tell people I know it. Okay, so is TikTok the future of education? Is that Ooh, where all TikTok's teachers got, should be instead of in the classroom? TikTok's got a role to play. So serious, very serious question. How often as a history teacher did you use horrible history songs? Oh, I love horrible history. Like all, all over yes! it. As much as possible. If I could use horrible histories, it was in there. It's Brilliant. Like, Brilliant. Yeah, because this, and you find the students always know them. So it's just like... It's just like repeating it to them. Oh, yeah. I can still do the Charles II rap. I've got this. Yeah. 
<laughs> did you hear the Today programme on Radio 4 just before the coronation did no. the whole horrible histories Kings and Queens song? Oh, did they? Yeah, because they've had they... to update it because now it's got another one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that I've, I've been on. I need, I need to ask my partner if she's seen it. I'll ask her later. I'll say something. Did you, did you find this? Yeah. But obviously, they've got, there's whole channels on TikTok dedicated to subjects. Mm. I think there's a whole science. There's a, so many science ones, like done by teachers who just want to share science. Yeah, it's brilliant. TikTok's the way forward. Yeah. Everyone, don't do your teaching degrees. Just go on TikTok. You'll be fine. Just go on TikTok. Easy And enough. what we've got, what we've got magic ones, uh, give lots of teachers time. And in that time, they can plan and do TikTok. Yeah, yeah got, got to embrace the winner, technology. Winner. <laughs> got to embrace it. Brilliant. Not going awesome. anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's true. It's true. Brilliant. Well, I think we've solved why yep. teachers shouldn't leave because time and TikTok. <laughs> time and TikTok. Done. Someone put that time on Time and t-shirt. TikTok. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant stuff thank you so much ryan that's right thank you for having me thank you i've had a great time it's been really mm-hmm. good really good to talk education and you know your gin's not bad it's really good gin it was worth leaving i think it's, it's worth leaving teaching just to learn how to distill it yeah i think all teachers should if this is anything to go by i want to try all the other ones as well now what all the teacher gins we'll see how no, many the, other no, gins the are rosy gin oh, the, yeah, other, yeah, yes. come on oh, yes. <laughs> I got you I got you I've really enjoyed it I've got to the end of my glass I'm close perfect <laughs> yeah I'm not far off brilliant thank you so so much that's oh, right you're more than welcome time and TikTok on your time and TikTok I love when people who are teachers or have some level of you should respect what I'm saying justify my love of horrible histories and my love of TikTok it really oh, it's well, exactly. vindication life affirming it is it? because you know what <laughs> I can sing the whole of the Charles II rap I can sing Born yeah, okay. to Rule okay, the we King can't cut George's now. We song can't cut now, but stop but stop but stop um, okay what have we learnt though So, I mean, obviously we're talking one person's experience, but not just their own experience, but their own experience within the industry and watching other people leaving friends, those that they've worked with, you know, people that they've been around in the school, etc. And seeing the stuff that's out there. Yeah. Why do teachers leave? Um, Because they don't have time. They don't have time to do what they want to do, to plan their lessons, to actually care about the students. Because... I'm not going to slate the government, but because there is a certain level of bureaucracy and things they have to do, which... The other B word. Yep. <laughs> I hate it. The barolics. The barolics. <laughs> that they have to deal with. The barolics they have to deal with. And the fact that, okay, money might not be a factor for all of them, but it sure is for some of them, particularly when they are spending so much time on everything. Do you know, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it, it isn't... It isn't all about the money, 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 Mm-mm. but you've got to be able to live mm. and be paid to do your job. Um, and that job isn't just 9 to 3.30, mm. Monday to Friday during term mm. time. With lots of lovely holidays that they get to just relax in. Not the case. 
with the te- with the kids going, hello, Mrs. Cruz, hello, Mrs. Cruz, because they're I, also on holiday. I forget that that used to happen to you. But you know what I did love about you teaching was the presents because you didn't always oh, want yeah. the presents. So I end got the presents. End of term tap. I loved your end of term <sighs> tap. Some end of term tap was really good. Do you remember the I Heart Prosecco? I got drunk on that. Oh yeah, lovely. Lots of chocolates, always yep. good. We used to have such a full magic cupboard. That's very true, that's very true. Mm. Um, but yeah, back to why teachers leave. Yeah, yeah the stress, the time, the environment, mm. you know. <laughs> Main point, the children. <laughs> yeah, the children. It's funny, isn't it? When they were saying that um, teachers leave within like first five years mm. and thinking about you embarking on adult life and profession. All right, where are you going you know, with this, Sarah? Thank you. <clears throat> well, thinking about sort of careers and stuff, we're often saying, you know, that you go into a job but you're using the job as a a stepping stone to other jobs and you know how long you stay in those jobs to further your career well it seems that teaching they go on the first stepping stone and within those first five years the stepping stone takes them out yeah rather than yeah on and developing it's just like oh no yeah and as somebody who's been told a couple of times now you'd be a great teacher I want to say, no, no, no. I don't want no, to no, 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 embark no, 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 on a stepping stone that makes me go, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Which is such a shame because, yes, we've got what the world's youngest uh, teacher age workforce. of teaching. Yeah. Teaching workforce, that's one. Um, Which, yeah, you're losing some of that ex- expert older people, but also you've got the people that are connected but if we're just going to lose the younger lot no. as well, we're just not going to have any decent teachers. And we all know what it's like when you've got a really bad teacher. So <laughs> instead of teaching leaving, teachers leaving, we have a magic wand. Time and tick tock. But we're okay with teachers leaving if they go to make really nice gin. And it is good gin. It's nice gin. Thank you, Heart of Suffolk. Good Ivy's gin. I like it. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for leaving teaching and carrying on producing this. Yeah. Really good work, Ryan. We support you. (laughs) Okay. Well, bye, Sarah. You go drink the rest of that. there you go we finished the gin that was this week's topic join us next week for another one lovely where can people find us in the meantime sarah at topic gin so find us on twitter find us on instagram find us on face facetime no facebook we're on facebook yeah oh good but we're not on tiktok not yet not yet not yet <laughs> or you can head over to our website ginandtopic.com and you can email us hello at ginandtopic.com and you can see us on Tuesday for the tasting room the next gin oh can't wait see you then and see you next week for the next topic too Ooh.